This week on the Bebcast, we prop up an old hussy and kick off four butt. One star, four horns, here it All right, and welcome to the Bamcast. Hey, hey Bamcast. Episode 95. Nintendo 95. Yes. <laughs> We're going to run out of ways to say that, aren't we? Yes. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. On the beach. I'm Chuck. So, what we do each and every episode of the Bamcast here... Well, mm-hmm. hey. we're changing it up because... Uh-oh. What? It's October. Holy shit, shit, shit. Or Shocktober. Uh-huh. Or Cocktober. Or- I don't know. I hope it's not Cocktober. Please don't make it be Cocktober. October, October, Hotober. I don't know. Anyway, we're doing horror month this this time and leading up to Halloween. Yeah. So it's horror movies. That's not difficult to say. We like Mm -hmm. horrors and horror. Uh huh. Why not combine them? Right. And how we uh, how we're gonna go ahead and rate these movies? We're gonna get our standard rating, which if it's a uh, if it's a good bad movie, gets one to five jocks. And if, if it's a positive thing after Robot Jocks, mm-hmm. or it gets one to five bags in a negative sense, as in douchebags after Twilight. So what we uh, decided to start off Horror Month with is uh, also a way to vindicate ourselves, possibly, from uh, our first attempt at a Halloween Spectacular. If you remember way back when, we tried to double feature it. Yeah, we watched Dumpster Baby. Yeah, <laughs> or we didn't, really. Oh, well, kind of. Uh, we did watch we Prom Night, through. the 2008 version, I believe. Yes. Yeah. The uh, reboot of the... Sorry, Johnny uh, Shake. Yes, Johnny Shake, and no Jamie Lee Curtis to be found anywhere. Mm. Boo. So, in order to uh, vindicate that and to kind of sequelize for no reason whatsoever, we decided to do 1987's Prom Night 2, or Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2, depending Hello, on Mary Lou. what you want to call it. Depending on how Prom Canadian you are. Two. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Hello there, Mary Lou. How about we get a uh, summary out of the way so we can talk about this? Let's do it. Do Bring that. it. You do it now. When Hamilton High's prom queen of 1957, Mary Lou Maloney, is killed by her jilted boyfriend, she comes back for revenge 30 years later. Bill Nordham is now the principal of Hamilton High, and his son is about to attend the prom with Vicki Carpenter. However, she is possessed by Mary Lou Maloney after opening a trunk in the school's basement. Now Bill must face the horror he left behind in 1957. <laughs> Was it the horror or the horror that he left behind it's both. in 1957? <laughs> yes, it's totally both. <sighs> Spoilers. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so Mary Lou is a whore. Oh, man. Totally. Total slut. Man. First scene of the movie. Unrepentant slut. Yeah. Well, yes. exactly. First scene of the movie, she walks into the confessional, says to the preacher, I've had impure thoughts about my boyfriend. I've acted on him. I've used, taken the Lord's name in vain, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, whoa, these are some egregious sins. And she's like, and you know what? I liked every minute of it. And the whole meantime, she's been writing her for a good time, call Mary Lou and her phone number, which is not a 555 number, as we pointed out. It looked like a real phone number. It was the Canadian equivalent. Oh, it's the ca- Canadian <laughs> yeah. non. Okay. Yeah, whatever yeah. their okay. non number is. We'll note this is entirely Canadian production. Yes. Yep. So I should have said this is what the movie's a boot. State funded. Right. <laughs> Just like their medicine. Yeah. It's a boot whores. It is. So Don't you, know. you got this movie free as long as you pay your Canadian taxes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Canaxes. So the yeah, so uh, the flashback that starts it shows her. Right. She whores out, and then all of a sudden it's at the prom. Mm-hmm. And she's with her boyfriend, who <laughs> looks like he's about forty. Yeah. Yeah. 
who's has a hairline looks like that's... Michael Ironside's younger brother. Yeah, yeah, he or, looked a lot like Bill Paxton. Or equal <laughs> age brother. <laughs> yeah, he looked like older the older brother in Weird Science, Bill, version of Bill Paxton. Yeah, without maybe quite as much spiky hair. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but he's just kind of like, hey, isn't prom great? And she's like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's it's awesome. Yeah, give me some punch. Right. Yeah, give me Shit. some punch. And then she goes and runs off with uh, Mr. Cooper. Buddy Cooper. Buddy Cooper. She was hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yep. She was. And uh, mm-hmm. immediately starts whoring out. They were boning, mm-hmm. doing some, some mambo. And of course, somebody tells tells uh, Michael Ironsides, Junior Michael Ironsides, right. that he's uh, his you mean, girlfriend's you mean young Ironside as yeah. opposed to yeah. old Ironside. Yeah, there yes. you go. But yeah, young Ironside. <laughs> somebody tells him, and then he's like, what? Right. I don't understand. So yeah, then, of course, I he goes back there and basically fidelity. catches them just going at it. On totally going at it. And then they jump off each other, and, and, and she's like, what? He's pissed because he's been going out with her for a while, and he hasn't even gotten a second base or right. something, he yeah. says. And she's wearing his pin or ring. Or- and then the other guy shoves his hand in his face. is like, this is as close as you're going to get, buddy. Yeah. And he's kind of mortified and horrified by it. And-, and angered a little bit. Yeah. And then they just all sort of go about their business. Yeah. And the prom cont- <laughs> continues it's as it's a uh, queen crowning ceremony. Yeah. Kicks off. Yeah, well, he's kind of like, he tries to get her back by just basically grabbing her and saying, no, you're still my girlfriend. Right. And her throwing a drink on him. and Right, on his white tuxedo. Yeah, so he goes in the bathroom to wash his jacket off and cry it off. And there's guys messing with a stink bomb and they... It's a very convoluted plot to start a stink bomb fire. And then the principal walks into the bathroom and has a really creepy conversation with him where he's just like... How you enjoy the prom? <laughs> right, and he's like, uh, it's well, they okay. were peers. <laughs> they were about the same yeah, age. Yeah, they were. <laughs> they went to they, they went to college they did together. Go to college yeah. together. Yeah. But yeah, but he's like, <sighs> and there's a joke about the yeah. music. Rock and roll's never going to catch on. So, uh-huh. rock and roll is yep. noise pollution. Yep. But what happens is that Young Ironsides takes the stink bomb and climbs up on the the rickety ass catwalk. Yeah, the catwalk mm-hmm. over the stage where they're doing the the prom queen ceremony, and which is taking far too long. It takes a long time, and Mary Lou. She the gets, first hour of this movie is yeah, her standing they, on stage. They announce her. She gets up on stage and then does all these poses and waving while the girl's bitchy like, to the girl who hands her the crown. Mm-hmm. She doesn't even get the crown on her head. Yeah, and that's that's the emphasis for uh, that's the whole point of this movie is that this is the key moment. She does not get the crown on her head because Young Ironsides decides he's gonna fucking show her, so he throws the stink bomb down on the stage. And Jim. instantly ignites her on like an inferno. Just she should not have worn the gasoline dress. No, no. it's you know back then it was petroleum-based taffeta is what it yeah. was. Yeah, <laughs> they just they didn't know. They just made yeah. dresses I mean, out of whatever they had, and what they had was gasoline and right. lots of it. <laughs> she goes up in a second. She goes up in a second, but she's okay for a while because yeah. she really just sort of looks around at people that she's sort of like, I'm going to get you when I come back uh. to life. Well, no, but they're because all just standing there going, <laughs> well, they're all just standing there looking at her going, damn, that is fucked up. Yeah, no one really does. And people are like tormented. They're like banging on the yeah. stage. Like, I can't believe this is happening. Well, once they she, could be she's putting already, her out. Once yeah. she's basically dead, Buddy's just like half-heartedly yeah. like yeah. flaps his jacket at her. Right. He, he looked like he was fanning the flames. Like, yeah. I was thinking about throwing it on. And he was like, no. Nah, <laughs> yeah. So. And then young Ironside is hanging from a, the rafters just going, somebody help her. Right. Yeah. And everyone's just standing there. Yeah. So she burns up. Then cut to the chest 
sitting in the prop room. I, and I just realized something. They should have thrown the punch bowl on her, but someone had spiked it. That would have been the best. Yes, yes, yes. God, this movie's already better yeah. uh, when we write it. Yeah. So yeah, cut to 1987. Yeah, the camera Damn. goes through the the prop the the most ridiculously well stocked prop room for a high school production. It's it has to be like a the Canadian public school system. school. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they must put on a play a week, and they're very complicated productions. Well, but they anyway. have a giant art studio too. I mean this is yeah, yeah. So it, it's back Dance before studio. schools were raped mm-hmm. into nothingness, but especially in Canada, right? So. Anyway, the, the camera like goes through this this prop room and settles on this chest that like flies open and the title comes out and we're led to believe there's something sinister about the chest. Mm-hmm. Then there is I'll something say. sinister about our chest. <laughs> yeah. So then we start meeting current modern day characters and it's yeah, you got Vicky's the main character, right? Mm-hmm. The most homeliest girl on the planet. Yeah, she's the homeliest out of all of so the girls plain. in the movie. Yes. And that really, she'd be pretty if only she had features. Yes, like uh, like beauty. Well, she looks like <laughs> right. And interesting things to say. She looks like the say. mom right. from Six Feet Under if you de-aged her. Yes, that is the, like that is the perfect analogy. Or if you aged the girl from Jurassic Park by about six years, seven years. <laughs> so it's just the same yeah. kind of look. I mean, it's just so like just put take your, either one you like. You're put not that in your head right now. You've yeah. got a combination of those two, yeah. right? Basically, That's, unattractive women. Right. When we get later in the in the film, just forget about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so, so yeah, you've got her, you've got her friend, uh, I believe it's Monica, you've got some other chick, I don't even remember what her name was, but yes. she, who was the competing for the prom queen oh, chick, the oh, sort of bitchy character, bitch ass, who's another like, bitch bitch, unredemptive whore, yeah, and yeah, she really is inconsequential other than to be somewhat of an other than, antagonist. Other than to be, yeah, like the bitchiest person yeah. right. in the movie out of everyone. but She's just an early antagonist until the real shit starts going down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway, there, you're introduced to Vicky's family, which is like religious, and the mother's real strict, and the father's just sort of a pussy. Well, no, let's get this straight. <laughs> her mom is a cunt. Okay. Yeah, her mom is... <laughs> yeah. Fair like, enough. opens her mail. Every religious stereotype, yeah. yeah, like, amplified by 20. Like, your boyfriend has a motorcycle. He's obviously going to rape you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of oh, like oh. the mom from uh, Carrie, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, yeah a bit. But, I mean, she's like, I, you know, I was going to go buy a, a, a dress because it's my senior prom. And she's like, what's wrong with the old dress you have? Right. She's the one like, you've had since you were seven. But it's, you know, one one time prom thing. She's like, I don't think so. Your old green dress will be fine. Right. Mm. And this is sort of what propels the movie into motion, basically, that one piece of dialogue, because Vicky starts wandering around the prop room mm-hmm. looking for a else dress to wear. to wear to prom and opens up the devil chest. And I guess Mary Lou was in the chest and possesses her. Her spirit was confined sort of. in I think the chest. She's supposed to live pretty much in the tiara. She lives in the tiara. Okay. Yes. So she escapes when the chest is opened. Doesn't necessarily possess her right away, just sort of like... No, because, I mean, the, well, she, she, the, the tiara just kind of fell out the that's, thing. That's right. Okay, because you know, the, tiara, and the tiara and the sash and, like, yeah. the weird cape. Right. Right. Because there's this yeah. one chick who's, like, if you want to personify the 80s, it all lands on this one lady... Uh, who it does. ...who has giant hair and mm-hmm. wears every 
ridiculous 80s fashion you could possibly imagine at, at the one, same like time. Like the short fat tie, the like pajama yeah. bottoms, clown shoes, giant overcoat with a giant overcoat over that. Yeah, like a Which thousand. all have a different pattern on them. Well, like huge, huge earrings that are weird, and then like a thousand different pins of. Yeah. yeah, rainbow socks. I mean, yeah. just imagine, like, if you picture in your mind the 80s, and she appears. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. A if wild like, 80s appears. If, yeah. if, like, you know, Ferris Bueller, Madonna from Who's That Girl, and uh, Ducky fucked, yeah, that would be this girl. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Yep. And so, somehow this girl has self-esteem problems. Yeah, she I'm met a boy or something, and everything's sad, and, but, yeah. but... That is all just to get us to the scene where she is staying at the school until like 10 o'clock at night, and she's the only mm. one there in one of the many drama rooms of the school, and she's going through the old items like the sash and the, the tiara, and the tiara decides to send out the spirit of Mary Lou. Well, because she, she prized the gem. Oh, yeah, she it. decides she wants That's the little sparkly it. gem mm-hmm. off the tiara, which is just yeah. a cheap piece of crap anyway. Well, yeah. yeah. And she was going to add it to her vest collection. <laughs> so she's ghost murdered uh-huh. in what at first is going to look like an awesome oh. death. And we were like literally standing up in the room ready for this to happen. Yeah. Let's set the scene. Okay. The wind picks up. <laughs> yes. The wind in the room. Stuff in the room starts <laughs> falling over like all the art stuff and paper mache. Paper mache just starts shredding and flying everywhere. Yep. Mm-hmm. She puts on the she had put on the, uh, the, the cape. cape. Yeah. yeah. Immediately that wraps around her neck. Starts right. choking her. Starts choking a bitch. Drags her to the floor. Yep. Cut to shot down the room. In the foreground is a paper cutter where yeah. the blade rises up. Yes. And you see her in the background sliding towards yes. the paper cutter. Yes. And then they just keep cutting back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And eventually. Until they get her head right under the blade with the neck. Right. On the blade. Right. Going and then to be suddenly a- it yanks her up to the ceiling. <laughs> and hangs her. And completely blue balls us yeah. on a paper cutter beheading. Yeah, and so we're thinking, oh, okay, it wants to make it look like a suicide. But then, no, after she's dead, it throws her out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Through the window. Yeah. Apparently they have the worst coroner on the planet in Spectral this town. defenestration. Yeah, yeah I did. Because everyone's like, like, oh, she committed suicide. How? <laughs> she By strangling herself. herself and throwing herself out a window. She must have strangled herself with a rubber band. Yeah. And when she died, she let go and it flung her out yeah. the window. Well, she hung herself. That's and the then, most likely. And then the, the cave uh-huh. gave way and she landed all this confetti on the floor and then Which, just slipped right yep. out the window. <laughs> Perfect yeah. explanation. But so I, what happened was she told a ghost to kill her, thereby <laughs> committing suicide. It was like, and the ghost thought it was awesome wait, to throw her out the window. This cape is petroleum based taffeta, <laughs> it's slippery. This cape is also a jet engine. What I don't understand. All right. Why set us up for something that awesome and yank it away and then yank it away? I'm wondering if like if they filmed it and they were just like, this just doesn't work. And they had to go back and fix it. Yeah. Right. Maybe it it had to be something like that. And at that point, why even like blue ball us that way? I don't know. They probably didn't want to go back and redo the other shots. Uh, The setup. God, because that it was almost going to be great. And I was then, cackling. I was ready to stand yeah, up and cheer. Yeah. And then it was, I was something like, no, the rug just got pulled out from under me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, the, the Wikipedia plot actually says defenestrated. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> huh. Good use of defenestrated. Yeah, sure. I mean, well, it's the, the most appropriate. Yeah. You know. So, so we, should, we, we should point out that. This the, girl's done nothing. 
Nope. No. Wait, well, she wait. Except for pry off the jewels. Wait, 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 real quick. What? what? Did it ever say that she was pregnant? No. Uh, okay. Maybe Did, that was in their little heart to heart, but we were making so many make out with her jokes that we didn't hear <laughs> okay, it. Okay, all right. Because so, wait, which chick was pregnant? Jess. The Joan Cusack '80s girl, yeah, '80s girl. Oh, really? Yeah, because they were yeah. crying. She was crying in the bathroom, which led up, you know, set us up for, you know, plausible yeah. suicide. Right, right. But yeah, we she didn't. may have thrown that light. She was talking about a boy, and the and boy wouldn't call her back. Yeah, that because yeah, then we were like, why don't you email her? Why don't yeah. you text uh-huh. him? That's yeah. maybe what happened. Okay, but anyway, we should point out that old Michael Ironside, <laughs> old Ironside, who basically is responsible for Mary Lou's death has decided to become the principal at this school. Yeah. Which, yeah. to me... To if, honor if, her memory. If you murder someone... <laughs> Stupidly. You, you want to get as far away from the scene of, of the crime as possible instead of just hiding in plain sight and working there every day. And well, having you know, your got, class picture yes. with her in it on the wall. Yeah. So the other the other dude the dude that that was the dude that, being a whore with her mm-hmm. had such bad guilt that he became a priest. Mm-hmm. And he was and just yet, like, somehow he feels guilty about it. I guess because he just sat there and fanned the flames with and his just jacket. banged on the on the floor. No, yeah. no, I can't believe she's burning. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of you know, I wish there was something I could do on her putting her out or something. But so yeah, so Michael Ironside, who is really the only thing about this movie that's a draw, <laughs> yeah, is principal of the school, and his son is dating Vicky. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So there you go. So there's, there's, your, there's, there's your some setup. detail. And the other guy, the other asshole, has become a priest. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, the, so those are the only main yes. yeah. things that need to right. sure. need to be said. But so, of course, they kill that girl. Yeah. So that girl's dead. And they're like, it doesn't really, It you know, some people are sad, but it doesn't really affect anything. Yeah, they're only sad for a few minutes. Yeah. And that's kind of when Mary Lou, not Mary Lou, uh, Vicky starts having like visions of Mary Lou and Mm-hmm. She's having kind of like her rocking horse comes to life. Well, first she kind of fre- her first minor freakout is is you know early bitch antagonist says something like why don't you join your friend Jess or something like that you yeah know, she just like turns off and like why'd you fuck off you bitch yeah yeah, yeah. I was like, like oh well, oh okay. yeah but, but then she's then she's girl. having episodes where yeah, she's yeah. suddenly you know doing the Nightmare on Elm Street thing mm-hmm. where suddenly right. the it's all dark and nobody's there yeah, and, and the lunch lady's feeding her roaches, and all yeah and, she's she's like in a a dirty version of the 50s where yeah because yeah, this is the point where it really starts to rip off nightmare on elm street 2 it kind of becomes off someone who told the writer about nightmare on elm street 2 yeah it is not directly it's just sort of like weird things happen in a dreamlike state mm-hmm. okay <laughs> go with that yeah so increasingly you get scenes of her looking uglier and uglier yeah she's not sleeping and she's getting more and more disheveled and she never wore makeup to begin with mm-hmm. so She's just homely and sleepy looking and unpleasant. And And annoying. Yeah. Just nothing about her is interesting. And she's sort of supposed to be the most sympathetic thing in the movie. And it's like, I, you know, don't care. Um, And meanwhile, you've got two of her friends who, it's the ducky guy, basically. And her other friend, who's kind of like the better looking of anyone in this movie. She was probably going to be the star, but would not do nudity. That's most likely what happened. That is probably though she did some, not yeah, but not she to the extent, yes. blocked by a goddamn extra. No, no, there's <laughs> a scene in the shower. Yeah, yeah, but, but I, I know not not the extent that no. yes, Vicky goes. She's like, I can show there. my butt on screen mm-hmm. and right. everything else. So yeah, they, some boob. Yeah, yeah. So they're they set that up where these two are going to be going to the prom together. They've got the bitchy girl who keeps antagonizing her. 
pegs her in the head with a volleyball at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Sets up another And knocks flashback. her out. And I, you know, I swear to God that tipped me off that this movie was going to be that sort of like the rest of the movie took place in a, Ugh. in a coma dream or whatever. It didn't, but they sure as hell set it up that they could have. Yeah, eventually she gets knocked out, and the volleyball scene gets all weird. Well, and she starts screaming, and then when they wake her up, she's like, uh, "I'm not Mary Lou. I'm not Mary Lou." Something yeah. like that. And of course, Michael Ironside is waiting. Right. In the, he's like in the room. Yeah, he's hanging out in the gym watching. And he the volleyball. silently <laughs> silently creeps his way out. Right. Because he does a lot of that in the first half of this movie. Is he watches her confront someone? And yell at them, and then he slowly walks out. He's like, "Wow, that's peculiar." As they, I'm going to yeah. exit stage right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exit stage right. <laughs> yeah. So eventually, she gets sent to detention because she has smacked the shit out of Kelly. Kelly, mm-hmm. because Kelly was taunting her about something, and she her face became Mary Lou. And right. so she smacks the shit out of her, gets detention, and then reads the. Suddenly, somebody once the teacher leaves, somebody starts writing him backwards on the chalkboard. Help me. Right. So she walks up and then it suddenly becomes a pool. Yeah. But it's but it's fabric hands coming through and yeah, grabbing it's her. It's chalkboard hands grabbing her and pulling her into the chalkboard. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they eventually do one of those changed perspective shots where the floor is basically a pool, but it's made right. to look like the chalkboard. But she falls I into liked it that. It was yeah, an interesting I, effect. Those it, always work. It was okay. I approved um, of that scene. But that was after... Yeah, her, we're skipping the other weird... Yeah, because she's in her room. Quasi-rape scene. And, <laughs> yeah, okay. And for like her rocking horse comes to life in sort of an evil way and starts... It does an evil dead thing. It starts taunting her with thing, its basically. tongue and thing. And then she gets vacuum sealed into her bed. Yeah, with hands. Where hands are like yeah. grabbing her. Mm-hmm. And... Mm, groping. Yeah. And then I... How did that... End. Well, she got out, and then the, the horse th- locked the door, and, and she threw her radio. <laughs> I'm sorry, at say it. that sentence again. The horse locked the door. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and she of course. And, and she's and it's like yeah, was it laughing at her or something? And so she throws yeah. the radio, it explodes, and then her parents, parents bust come in, in. and it, that and like that's always that always ends any evil demonic scene is mm-hmm. parents walking in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the demons don't want to tip their hat. But yeah, that's that's a just as strange of strange or stranger of a scene really yeah that's honestly like one of the one of the scenes i remember it is i remember the fucking weird ass rocking horse that's, yeah yeah I, I it like, is a pretty memorable image because it's its eyes turn like blood yeah. red and it's a decent effect too i mean it's yeah. not yeah. i don't think i disclosed this i i saw this long 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 ago like yeah. <laughs> i did too but i only remembered the last 30 seconds yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> nice. oh, all right so <laughs> you were spoiled yeah so yeah she uh she gets sucked into the the chalkboard the chalkboard and this is when she pretty much goes. She full becomes on, Mary Lou. Yeah, Mary Lou has full fully possessed. possessed her. Yeah, because she suddenly emerges from the the chest in the prop room naked, mm-hmm. gives a sinister grin, and then it's on. And then st- prepare, you know, proceeds to pretty much start dressing, and you know, yeah, dresses in fifties fashions, and, yeah. and uses, as one as one character points out, talks like she's in an Elvis Presley movie, right? And nobody, everybody's like, oh, she's just going through a phase. It's her new look. Yeah. Like her boyfriend, especially, he's like the most permissive of it out of anybody. And it, it's like, are you just the dumbest Because he's in high school and planet? wants to get laid. Yeah. Yeah, but still. Duh. Yeah. He's just like, whatever you want to do, honey. Just, I mean, just yeah. let me know. My balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, my man, the balls. <laughs> yeah. And of course, her friend is just like, what the fuck are you doing? Because, yeah. you know, they're sitting in class and she somehow. She whistles and ignites the Bunsen burner in front of the. Oh, because her teacher was playing all grab hands with her. Where the fuck did that come from? I don't know. Just all of a sudden, her science teacher gets gets like right in her face. Gets in her face and just grabs her with the other girl, like right next to her. In the middle of class, there's 30 kids in there. 
And he's just like, you gotta, you gotta turn this valve to get well, the he, flow he going. He was gonna go there twenty nine more times. I mean, there's gonna be no child left behind. Damn you! Maybe, <laughs> maybe it was uh, Mary Lou's uh, influence. Her influence. He possessed yes. uh, him. Yeah. And she, she's such a minx, like a yeah, unholy minx, right? She yeah yeah. Something. So <laughs> of course, her friend is like, something's up with you. What the hell? Right. So they go to gym. They go to gym and they're basically they're nude. Yeah, they. This they is get, where the nudity begins. They get nude for their shower, although everyone else has already taken their shower and they go back to class. So it's only the two of them left. Yeah. Well, she kind of confronts her like, "You're acting weird, something like yeah. right. you know." And then they have a they have a little spat. Yeah. Yeah. Minor spat. Yeah. And then she's like, "Well, I'm going to go shower." But we want to point out, like, they're both wearing towels at the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Though, this is what's interesting: is good-looking girl seems to be drying off. Because she's like drying off with the towel and avoids the nudity completely because they have a character in front of her. Yes, who would who has like a strategically placed arm. Yes, if it was not on purpose, it was goddamn irritating. No, it was. It had to have been on purpose. We eventually got to see just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So that sneaks through, and Mary Lou just sits there in the towel, like combing her hair. Yeah, which the whole is time she's being confronted. Which is crimped or something weird. Oh my god, it was crimped it's to all hell. Wavy. Yeah, but anyway, that was so, like the most eighties hair ever. Yeah, so her friend storms off to get in the shower, and Mary Cute. Lou slash Vicky goes after her. Yeah, cue steamy shower. Drops her towel. Drops her towel and just full on nudity. Full frontal. Like, full frontal nudity and wanders into the shower, and yep. she's like, "Hey, so natural I'm, blonde here." Yeah. And she's she goes. How are you guys doing? She just goes into her friend's shower and's like, "I'm sorry," and I'm they really start. Sorry. They sort of play fight for a second, and we're all like, ah. "And she starts kissing her face." Yeah, and, and we're, we're like, like "This movie, movie just got good, got pretty good." But Win. of course, the friend gets all weirded out. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, she's all giggly at first. Like at uh, first, it's like, "Oh, this is fun," but yeah. then as these things often do, they yeah, <laughs> when they when they, when they touch she's boobs, like, right. she's like, <laughs> "Wait a second. Yeah. She's like, "We are not in college yet. Right. Yeah. It's not time for this." We're seniors so, in high school, yeah. not quite there. So she puts her towel back on and runs off to the locker room. But Mary Lou has a butt shot yeah. in the process. But yeah, she runs off and then Mary Lou is just like, fuck it, nudity rules. Yeah. And so she's walking around Proceeds naked. to chase her through <laughs> the locker room. <laughs> and then it, it's like this weird maze in there or something. They're walking it, up yeah, and down aisles. It suddenly becomes like the largest, largest locker room ever. And I mean, keep in mind, this this woman, the, the, uh, Vicky's friend, has really essentially through this whole movie not been even a character so much. And the only beef that Mary Lou would possibly have with her is that they had a tiny spat about her recent behavior of the last 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, Mary Lou, just she's like just an evil fuck. Yes. Like, she's just out to get everyone, no matter what. Yes. I'm sure in Dis- part three, we but, get the backstory of exactly what went wrong. Yeah, but I mean, it's Certainly. not really like people who have done anything. It's just like, hey, you guys are teenagers, so you... It's convenient to be slightly angry and murder you. At right. The I mean, she does go after the priest... Sure. Buddy. Yeah. Where she does the confessional thing, and that's kind of like where they reveal that, oh, she has officially turned over right. to mm-hmm. her, and she ends up stabbing him with the with crucifix, crucifix he's yeah. holding. The after the mouth beating Though they the... do one of those, ah, mouth shots where right. they zoom in and you don't mouth, actually you don't see, it. see anything. And that's where we're like, man, is this like a PG-13 or something? Because it really hasn't gone yeah. too crazy. And then all of a sudden, it's like, bam, nudity. Never <laughs> seen. <laughs> right. So we're like, okay, never mind that PG-13 rating. So she chases her friend, and her friend decides the stupidest thing you can do in a locker room. She hides in a locker. Which turns out to be 
pretty awesome. Yeah, this scene ends in a way that I don't think anyone was expecting, and certainly not in a way that anyone will ever be able to explain. <laughs> I I expected the locker to burst into flame. Yeah, we like were all expecting oven. something like that, but yes. instead, Mary Lou uses her evil powers to smash both ends of the row of lockers into the locker she's hiding in, causing goo. Brains, <laughs> yeah. yes. All the while, she she's saying, wop baba loo bop wop bam and then yeah. the boom. Yeah. The boom is made by the lockers. So, awesome. Yeah. But that girl's parents will never understand what happened to her. <laughs> no, no. Because, Ever. Yeah, she pretty much was turning into ground beef at that point. But then that is never mentioned again. No. There's no, not even no, a nobody, police yep. presence, nothing. There's no mention of that move. again. The thing is, is like, the, the thing about uh, Mary Lou as a villain is she should have had some kind of, uh, what, would it, what would it be? Would it, it's not pyro, pyrotechnics. It'd be like... Uh, telekinesis? Well, she had telekinesis, but it should have been all fire-based. I mean, she died in a fire. Pyrokinesis. Pyrokinesis, yeah. sure. Yeah. But that would have made it... The same death over and over yeah. again. Yeah, yeah they, they would have been able to draw too many more lines to carry. Yeah, I was the just saying, is, like, she, that's one of the first things she does is, boom, you know. The thing is, this girl is less less threatening than more just flat out annoying. Yeah. Well, and, and the whole. kind of a wanker. The whole <laughs> thing behind it, too, is that she was she was an awful person in high school. She died as the result of an accident. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's essentially all it was. It was a it, no one was trying to murder her. She mm-hmm. just accidentally the, her dress caught on fire and she died. There, there's no reason for whatever forces of evil in the world to grab onto her and say, you will now unleash Avenge revenge on death. those who wronged you because no one wronged her. She was evil yeah. herself. Well, Buddy the Priest made a made a quick little bullshit explanation of that, like some sort of purgatory sort of thing. That was, th- But that, that was, was just to explain that she never got the crown on her head, and yeah, that should have been was, her redeeming moment. But that's not a redeeming moment for this person. Yeah. She's an awful, awful person. Right, yeah. It's like if Nightmare on Elm Street had been about if they had just let Freddy Krueger rape that last child, none of this would have yeah. happened. <laughs> I mean... That's stupid. It is kind of the same thing. <laughs> it's retarded. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the setup. Is basically she's a, she's become Freddy. That that's exactly she what is it Freddy Krueger. Yeah. So, but, but I, I just realized something. All we have to do is we have to place a tiara on Dirk Benedict's head. <laughs> <For redeeming. laughs> he will be redeemed. <laughs> so if anybody's out I don't there, know if he wants back. that redeeming moment. But yeah. So <laughs> this leads us to the actual prom. Yes. Where eighties prom. Where before Carrie she goes, the gym on fire. you know, she before she goes, she's in her room wearing this blue dress that, you know, who knows where she got it. But mm, from the prop the, room it's, where it's all the dresses dress, come from. OK, you know, and, and apparently the mom doesn't even care that she's not wearing the green dress, but yeah. whatever. But she's sitting on the rocking horse in her room and her dad walks in and he's like and her dad's like, yeah, I remember our prom night. It was wonderful and blah, blah, blah. And he tells a story and she's just like. Whatever. That's cool, yeah, Dad. Let's walks make up, out. Walks up and starts, you know, just French kissing him. Cool story, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cool story, bro. Just, just plants one on him, yeah. and he's just he doesn't. The thing stop is, it. he doesn't pull back. No. Yeah. Like he seems like he's almost into it. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, like he's been I'm not waiting. Trying, yeah, I'm not moment. trying to say it's okay. We're not trying to psychoanalyze. No. But I'm just saying, but, look at his wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Wait, that's the only. <laughs> 
you know, it's, it doesn't make it okay. I'm just, you know, guys got to be a little true. Like, Plus, yeah. if we're going on the basis that she caused the science teacher yes, to, then, then yeah. that could have been yeah, the same. Thing. Yeah, yeah but of Mary course, Lou at that moment. Yeah, so yeah. of course the mom Secret walks in. Powers. The mom walks in and calls her a harlot and a Jezebel and something else. Yeah, and she basically backs for, her down the stairs as she's yeah, following for, her, bids right. her from going to the prom, and yeah. so and she so she blocks the door. She's like, "You're not whoops. leaving here." Bad plan, ma. And so we were like, blow her out the door, blow her out the door. <laughs> and so she blows her out the door. <laughs> oh, God, we were so satisfied to see that bitch go out yeah, the door. That was, yeah. that's the She's villain of the movie. She's been a thorn in our cunts for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and she got what was coming to her. Uh, she was the vagina in our sand. <laughs> yes. She was, the, she was really the only one that... Is that, that how does doesn't it sound quite right? I, yeah, that's Ruined just how sand. bad she we was. Had this nice clean sand, wow. and, and she there you go, she damn vagina in it. Oh my god! <laughs> so, so anyway, she's the, so Mary Lou she, makes it to the Mary prom. Mary Lou gets to think, the prom. I think her mom was the only one that actually deserved the death that she got. Well, it, well, the death that she got because I was going to say that uh, Kelly probably deserved to die too, but eh. she didn't get it a very deserving. Not as much. Yeah, that's the other hey, thing. That little just, cocksucker deserved to die. I mean, we're, we're jumping ahead, <laughs> yeah, but, but, you know, but she is probably the only one who we were like, we really want to see this bitch suffer before she goes. Yeah. Because they really, they don't make her redeeming at all. No. I mean, maybe a little bit, only because you can like sense the desperation that she has to be prom queen. Sure. But it's still not excusing any of the behavior throughout the rest of the movie. No. Yeah. So and then her death is just fucking lame. But yeah, it's almost yeah, an afterthought. Yeah. The, so she. It's like, oh yeah, we didn't kill this yeah. bitch. Yeah. So when they're setting up for the prom, she's like barking orders at people to put stuff here and put this there, and yeah, you know. And then of course the boyfriend's just like, eh, she's just going through her phase. I hope I get laid. <laughs> right. And so of course she's like, all right, let's go hit it. And they go in a back room and they start Hitting going it. at it. And then all of a sudden she's just like. Why can't you get it up? What's wrong with you? Ah, and like punching him or like <laughs> punching him in the cock. Yeah, yeah, just bludgeoning him in the jaw. Yeah. <laughs> just repeatedly and hard, like jamming it into his stomach. Yeah. And, and he's like, and what's then, wrong and with he you? Freaking chucks her. He's like, he, <laughs> yeah, he throws he, her he off. He gives her a good toss. He's like, yeah. fuck off me. What the hell? And then, and then she bashes his head into a wall. And of course this knocks him out. And right. But then meanwhile, forever. the bitchy chick is trying to get the nerdy guy to Ducky. fix the the voting uh-huh. um, on his Macintosh. on his on his yeah. Mac, <laughs> so and when we say Macintosh, we mean like Macintosh, the old, like classic, the old one, the old Mac, six inch mm-hmm. screen yeah. with the disc drive underneath. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, and he says no at first. At first, and she offers him a, a bunch of really ridiculous looking money, which is how we finally realized, oh, this movie's taking place in Canada Canadian because their dollars. money is absurd Fake. looking. She offers yeah. him a hundred loonies. Yeah. So that offer was turned down, and then she comes in and's like, you know, am I going to win? And he's like, nope. Oh, we're skipping some yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's later yeah, on. We're we're skipping way ahead. Oh, yeah, but well, yeah, but we Mary Lou go. We need to go back because we, we, after the sun gets knocked out, yeah, Mary Michael Lou Ironside, goes, yeah, goes to see the principal and reveals oh, herself right, yeah, to him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Makes climbs on top of him. And, and he just doesn't know what to do. Yeah, he's just kind of like, this is inappropriate behavior, yeah. Miss. <laughs> uh, please go back to me. class. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, don't make me get out my ruler. Right. <laughs> yeah, so he takes his son home. They, like, the son wakes up at home. He's like, oh, shit, what's going on? What's going on? And he's like, don't worry about it. It's all under control. <laughs> and he's, we're good. Dad, where's my shoes? 
Yeah. <laughs> he's like, right oh, here. they're over here. Like, and just shoe. wax him unconscious with his own shoes. Wax him once. Back of the yeah, head. Just once with the shoe. Which would not work. Because we had to beat him to death with his own <laughs> shoe. <laughs> so... So, he, the so dad puts out, on a white sweater. Puts on his cardigan, <laughs> and his cable knit cardigan. Goes out to the graveyard to, the cemetery. to dig up Mary Lou. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what he was planning on doing when he dug her up. Just to confirm that she was or was not Well, he was there. very convinced that further burning of her was going to get rid of her because he burns the photograph thing. And, okay, yeah, that'll yeah, take yeah, care of it. Right. right, yeah, problem solved. Yeah, Yeah. so of course he digs her up and opens Finds the coffin his and buddy. there's buddy. the his buddy. And he hugs Buddy. <laughs> Apparently that had been buried <laughs> in buddy. there magically and then grass perfectly grew yeah. back over the grave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yes. he did not notice the grave not being... Well, there's well, a lot of magic well, shit well, yeah, going I was, on I was gonna say, grave, this, though, bitch, this bitch has, you know, chalkboard portals, so, you true. know, why not? Yeah, she's got well, powers. And, she and powers. as soon as he took a Bible near the grave, That's it burst, into, burst flames. into flames. This is true. So, but yeah, Buddy's in the grave because he's dead. And then yeah. Michael Ironside goes back home, realizes that the kid has gotten, regained consciousness from the shoe and attack. Left. So he puts on his finest suit and loads his tiny gun and heads off to school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got the impression he did that in his office at the school. Actually, really? Yeah, like he had a standby suit there or something. No, because he arrived. Uh, no, he was. He, he was went home to check okay. on his kid and um, realized the kid okay. wasn't there. Either and way, I, I was going to point out one quick scene earlier that didn't make any sense. Is the <laughs> when the the buddy the preacher or the the minister whatever the hell he is buddy the preacher he's a preacher uh, he's a priest priest buddy yeah the priest. priest okay yeah that p word yeah one of them people p but priest. he he basically like almost immediately goes you know Mary Lou's back. And he starts performing exorcism. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. but he does it in the church. Yeah. Like I don't think that's how it works, guy. Yeah. Like I don't think you had you know exorcism for dummies, you know because yeah, and he's not. He doesn't yeah. even say it right. He's not even. Yeah, he keeps saying yeah. the body of Christ compels you. And it's well, like, I mean, maybe he's you know maybe he maybe got a he saw the exorcist the, and he was like, well, was it dubbed in Canadian and yeah. it was, <laughs> the sure. translation was off? Or something? Yes, <laughs> he saw the exorcist and he's like, it didn't work out for that guy. <laughs> yes, let's he try. Had, a he had the King Jim version. You know, he didn't know exactly. It wasn't quite right. Hey. Yeah, so it yeah, all so. it all culminates at the prom where Kelly slutty chick mm-hmm. goes back to computer dork guy who's still waiting for his girlfriend who's been crushed in a locker, but apparently nobody no cares one about that. Yeah, no like, one's fulfilled out of missing persons on that one. Yeah, no, yeah. Like Nobody's said, gone into the locker room and nope. seen. Hey, there's a lot of goo coming out of this. <laughs> yeah. What happened? It's here? vaguely human looking. <laughs> Looks like somebody smashed these lockers. Yeah, yeah. ah, kids. Yep, but uh, so he's chilling. In this little computer den that doesn't exist in any real it's a school s- ever. Computer I, lab for one. Yeah, or yeah. I almost thought it was like maybe it's like the AV room because I, 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 I think that's what it's supposed to be. He had a fridge of beer. Yeah, and, a fridge yeah. of beer that looks yeah. like and a one computer. computer. <laughs> well, actually, so, he had two. Well, he had the fridge that looked like a computer, right, and then the regular right, computer. Right. Yeah. So Kelly comes in, basically like, "What's it going to take to make me prom queen?" He goes, "You know my price." Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, "Zip." Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ! She pulls didn't didn't she pull out like some uh, like breath spray first and just yeah, so like slams Bianca. it down on the counter? Yeah. Bianca was that Bianca Bianca, Bianca. Bianca. Bianca yeah. Jagger? Bianca Bianca. Yeah, she pulls out Mick Jagger's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> that's a weird God. scene. And she has just this look on her face of just complete disgust, and I'm yeah. just like, this guy is about to get the worst blowjob. Although he ever. acts like it's the best because he immediately it just goes, starts only. going. It may be the it's it's got to be the only. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 
fuck are you girls doing on my fucking log? (laughs) (laughs) And then so they cut to her going back into the prom, and her boyfriend is immediately, like, kissing her. Yeah. And he's like, what's that breath mint you have? And it... (laughs) It's just so wrong and not necessary at all and gross and icky and why did they do that it? That was the point where I just, I didn't really hate her anymore. I just felt sorry for yeah. her. I was like, she's, yeah. This girl's got esteem issues. Yeah. Well, that and she's dating some dude that loves cum flavor. Yeah. Mmm, <laughs> minty yeah. cum. This, Great. this is an issue. Yes. Yeah. Um, so... So of course, dorky guy is about to input that the winner has changed. No, he from, does from he, Kelly. No, he does. He puts it in because they reveal it on stage by hitting a button on a computer in the boop, boop, yeah. Boop, 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 boop. But as, he, yeah, as he's putting it into the computer, Mary Lou senses, senses yeah the computer shenanigans. So she walks over to the outlet near the wall, grabs a wire, <laughs> grabs a wire. D wire, and they cut to the dude sitting at the computer, and suddenly lightning bolts shoot out of the computer, yeah, into his face, Face. his hands, and meanwhile the computer, like he's changed the name, and then as that happens, the computer says says, wrong, and then it says dead wrong, (laughs) and And then then he gets the world's first blue screen of death on right, (laughs) yeah, and like lightning is shooting through his head, and his his hands are stuck to the keyboard, and he can't let go, and we're like face is frying off, and we're like his head is going to explode. it's a scanner's moment. It's going to happen, and it doesn't. It's yeah. the second. He just gets bloody face and then collapses onto It's the, the second monitor. blue balls moment of the movie where it's like, please, please, please. Oh. <laughs> it's not that hard. Because I wanted to, to make the joke head, that his head people. exploded twice within the span of five minutes. Oh, oh, oh I see. Oh, I see what you did. You were robbed. I Chuck, was robbed. Completely robbed Man. by this terrible movie. Yeah. We need to remake this movie so yes. that you can have your yeah. moment. Yeah, that's right. Yes. We should remake Prom Night 2. <laughs> yeah, we can call it the sequel to the, the reboot. Yeah, the sequel to the reboot. The, yeah. And then we'll have, have nothing yeah, to do with it. It would yeah. have about as much to do with yeah. the original as this exactly. We'll just figure out what that's high the, school they filmed at uh, the remake. Yeah, still we'll there. Just go that's there. Yeah. the best idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> do this. We'll be back. There have been worse <laughs> ideas. the movie. So she goes up on stage and is immediately crowned as the prom queen. But before they can give her the crown, Michael Ironside is up in the rafters again and proceeds to shoot her a half dozen times. He does his little turn on the catwalk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, this is just as Sun shows up and is like, no. He he actually starts reacting before he gets into the room. He's already new as the door is being opened. Yeah. But so everyone just sort of looks on. Yeah. Everyone's just kind of staring like. If there are shots fired, if I'm in a room full of people and there are shots fired, I will not, I am not going to stand there no. looking around. No, I'm Time going to am, flee. <laughs> I'm either under a table or heading for the door. Yeah. So boyfriend comes in and is like, oh, no, Vicky. And so he's on the he's on the stage stage yeah. crying over her and she starts convulsing right and her chest starts to explode well, with a hand yeah yeah a hand, a hand comes out grabs him by, out the, of the chest. by the neck and throws him backwards yeah. and the crowd is still like hmm, yeah this yeah. is interesting <laughs> and then like full-blown zombie mary lou explodes up out of vicky <laughs> Which, and that's the last honestly, straw and that's when the crowd's like fuck this <laughs> <laughs> bullets Which good reason. we're going okay. home <laughs> zombie I, hand <laughs> i will admit that's Full probably zombie. Fuck. <laughs> it's probably the coolest looking effect in yeah. the movie. It's the yeah. I mean, it's it's a decent idea and the best thing they've done. Mm-hmm. And so she, zombie Mary Lou, comes out and just starts doing various weak ass pyrotechnic shit, where it's just basically knocking down neon lights. 
Yeah, because th- we also bitch. note that yeah, the like, bitch character gets they stabbed. They had custom yeah, doing neon kinetic thing. Yeah, they had custom neon tubing yeah. built for this stage right. for a prom. Well, Canada has all the money yeah. for mm-hmm. whatever they want to do in school. Eventually, Kelly gets impaled on something, but it's something, like barely one of the neon visible. Falls on yeah. her, and it's just like you Stab. see that it's stuck in her, and you're like, oh, I guess she's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it. And she's kind of like the last one, other than that other kid. Yeah, she's other, sort other of, than the boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, yeah, they all die right. one way or another. And a uh, boyfriend gets tossed around, and she decides she's just going to chase him throughout the whole right. school. Right. So he runs to the prop room. He runs he, to the basement. He runs to the labyrinth of prop rooms that they have. He keeps, like, going further down into the school. Yeah. It's like, how many subterranean levels are in this school? Meanwhile. It's Canada, man. Yeah. Mary Lou keeps getting less and less zombified. Right. She's, yeah. she's regaining her, her, her beauty. Yeah, meanwhile, Michael Ironside has basically just fallen off the scaffolding and... Oh, oh yeah, he falls onto his face oh. <laughs> on stage, and we're like, well, I guess that's it for him. It, was yeah. that what the bruise was on the at the end of... I guess. I, I swear, so. I think yeah, he has that the whole fucking movie. No, yeah, maybe, no, but yeah. I mean, yeah, he lands on his face when he falls off the, the catwalk. Yeah, so. so she chases the kid around. Eventually, he gets down to basically the room where the chest is, and he shuts and bolts the door and just kind of is like... Oh. And then and, and, hears, and like a sarcophagus pops open and it's it's the and it's computer dorky guy is in there says oh you're fucked now yeah. or something and, and, and she he immediately like slams that shut like fuck yeah. that and then he hears Vicky sobbing outside the door right and he's yeah, like oh Vicky's there so he opens yeah. the door despite like seeing idiot. Vicky shot six times <laughs> and ripped apart by a zombie right he's like oh good she's back she's back it'll be okay well really I mean to be fair it was just Mary Lou wearing some Vicky skin. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the whole time. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah, but so where? So Vicky the whole time was in the chest. Was in Never Neverland. Yeah, she was in the she was trapped world. in the chest. Sure. I guess yeah. I don't know. <laughs> trapped, in, trapped in the closet. So she Neville was. World. He, he yeah, lets her she in. Was, actually, she hugs him for a second and then goes sucker and turns right. into Mary Lou, who very slowly lets him get sucked into the chest. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, then, Michael Ironside shows up, gives the crown. To Mary Lou and one of those they start slow making motion, out, yeah. Shots he makes out with, and then turns young, and apparently that's all she needed because then she just kind of disappears. Kids there, uh, Vicky is screaming, is in the chest. He opens it up, she's fine. Looks like she's just been born. She's yeah, covered in goo, covered in ectoplasm. Then, sudden, then Michael Ironside shows up too. Like I thought. He gave her the crown and then, like, sacrificed himself. Like, oh, it was my bad. Well, then he goes back in time and sort of, like, continues on had she not been burned. Exactly. I thought that was, like, he was like, all right, I'll I'll sacrifice myself. We'll rewrite this other timeline. And And then they basically just sort of have, like, a nice night in the 50s. Mm -hmm. And then Vicky's born out of the thing, all gooey. Well, maybe, actually, you know what? I guess he did die. But we're getting to that. Yeah. So anyway, they go back outside, and everyone's just like, "Oh, hey, uh, Vicky's back." Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, there's one cop. One that, cop. That they start the the final scene of like all the ambulances and everything, and one cop is just so into this. I don't know what's going on in there, but it's something weird. Yeah, that cop is totally all about whatever the fuck just happened at this school. He is really excited about what's happening, and then he never shows up. No, you don't see him again. But yeah. then it's just like Michael Ironside who shot Vicky and no. Vicky and. His son just walking out to the car. Yeah, the back of the car. It's like time to go home. Yeah, let's let, let's put you all guys this behind. Feeling us. better? Let's yeah. go. 
So, yeah, the cops have no interest in questioning Michael Ironside or anything. And then it becomes the ending of Nightmare on Elm Street 1, right? Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Because the door's locked. Michael Ironside turns around, has a sparkle in his eyes. He's now possessed. He's got, like, blue lightning eyes. Yeah, and then he's like, we're going for a ride, kids. And And they have a customized Mary Lou 2 (laughs) license plate. He also has her ring on his Oh, yeah, he has the ring, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And they drive away the end i i one thing while in the in the midst of all that like when oh when, her song also plays on the radio yeah, yeah of course uh when vicky comes out of the trunk all gooey uh-huh. this was never established at all but like the boyfriend goes how do you take your coffee with sugar and she's like no that stuff will kill you and that was like it actually yeah, was that's, established it was sort of established on. but it was it was barely a detail worth yeah i'm just saying like, did they of. ever actually say that yeah because well, he noticed when she was acting weird in the diner. Because like they, she they were in the Mary diner Lou. at the beginning. Yeah, I know she dumps coffee when she's Mary Lou, Vicky. But yeah, yeah. I mean, she dumps all the so sugar. So that was apparently his oh, his trigger. His, that was, was their like, safe word, right? No sugar <laughs> right. in my coffee. <gasps> okay. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, but apparently he needed to ask Michael Ironside how he took his coffee. Yeah. <laughs> so evil Michael Ironside takes off with right. them in the car, presumably screaming. murders them. Yes. Yep. To death. And the then end. it's credits. Happy movie. Ah, right. Rating time. Yep. I'll go. Go, go. for it. I'll probably be. I I, I want to go first because I'm curious what you guys have to say, but I'm going to say two jocks. <laughs> I, I this movie's dumb. It's cliched, but there's it's still a lot of fun. And I love time capsule movies like this where it's just it's so it may be a mishmash of like every horror movie from the time period, mm-hmm. but there's just something kind of fun and. It, it, I think it would have gone higher had it actually paid off on some of these deaths and things like that. But oh, yeah. there's enough crazy here and there that I think is uh is is fun. So I may be in the complete minority here. But go ahead. I'm going two bags. Okay. I th- the deaths were unsatisfying completely. The protagonist or the I guess protagonist slash antagonist throughout the movie is antagonist <laughs> is is more Vicky is more annoying than anything. She's not when she's when she's in normal any way shape and or then form. when she's Mary Lou she becomes super annoying yeah and I don't know it's just the motivation for everyone is just weird like mm-hmm. I I don't know I just didn't it wasn't fun it wasn't stylish enough to do anything for me and I guess like all the ways that I was hoping it would be awesome like with the paper cutter scene and right. with the dude getting fried with the electricity I was hoping for something more satisfying that just yeah. wasn't there. So no, I just, I can't, I can't go in jocks territory and I'm, I'm going to bags. bags. Fair enough. Um, had this movie not teased us with both of the potential awesome deaths that we did not get paid off. Mm-hmm. It probably would have made one jocks mm-hmm. just because it wasn't all that bad. And we had some good laughs at it mm-hmm. or at its expense. But um, unfortunately the lack of the lack of payoff uh, knocks it down to a single bags. Get a bag. One bags. One bag. Yeah. And uh, and one glistening nipple. For <laughs> yeah, and even the nudity is terrible. Yeah, not good nudity. I mean, There's, it is it full nudity, which is nudity. rare. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's not, it's not like, oh, dear God, this is, you know, I would have not as... The one girl you didn't want to see naked is no. the one that gets naked. Yeah, and that's just no good. Um, I'm going to go two bags also on this one, and... Mm-hmm. the movie itself overall is not a terrible movie. It, it it is competent in a lot of ways, but Mm -hmm. I I think one of the worst things about it is missed potential. 
I, I oh, think yes. I think the, the, some of the some of the deaths that even you know even ones that we we didn't conceive of could have been better. I also think just with like a little work, it could have been more interesting in that had the current high school cast of characters been in any way remotely likable or non-likable, their deaths could have been that sort of horror movie satisfying or... Yeah, but I could barely remember any of their names. Yeah, I mean, I don't know their names. They were just sort of like there and then, you know, they're just sort of like killed just because... Not for any reason. Yeah, they're threatened for no reason. Yeah, I mean, it's not even like they're fodder. They're just sort of, they're just, we have to have some violence in this movie. Mm-hmm. You, you could have like a clique of evil bitches. Or, you, you could tie it in so that 30 years later, the high school dynamic is exactly the same as Mary Lou's dynamic. And yeah, she's well, taking mean, like, revenge on similar Nightmare types. On Street, it was all the kids of all sure, the people that right. burned him. That th- th- there's just you know no what? concept if to it. If you're going to rip off so much stuff, rip yeah. that off. I just, I, th- I think the whole concept of it is wrong. It, it's, it, like I said, it's like someone told someone else about Nightmare on Elm Street 2, which in and of itself doesn't make sense in the Nightmare on the Elm yeah, Street universe. Yeah, which is universe. like the worst probably out of all of them. And then and they were like... saying something. And then like we were saying, it was like they they were like looking around for a property they could slap a, a sequel title mm-hmm. to and they were like, let's do a prom night movie with a killer ghost from the past And tie it to the same revenge. school that the original Yeah, started, it's just... Yeah. Missed potential. I, I'm disappointed. Yeah. Sorry, Harlow. At least you're the one who owns it. Movie, I am fired a point. <laughs> yeah. Box quote. All right. So, yeah, we rambled more than enough on this movie. Yeah. See. It's time for the second half. Yeah. Yes. Let's do right. that. Let's take a break. All right, welcome back. Hey, hey. Have this Bamcast. Bamcast thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo. So we got some uh, no voicemails, but we did get some questions via the Twitter and an email. So yay! All right, so we got uh, first. Uh, we got a Twitter question. We'll do that one first. Uh, we got quick. two of them. One is just a real short one from Green Cap. It says, "How disappointed will Chuck be when he hears Roddy Piper had to cancel Spooky Empire?" And my answer is, "Why the fuck do we care what Chuck thinks? We're p- pissed off." <laughs> He's the intern. He doesn't matter. So Chuck, I I did not know I did not know that until hearing that just now, and yeah. I'm a little disappointed because that was one of the people I was gonna. Yep. Yeah, Spooky Empire, a small con that's in Orlando. Yep. Yes. This weekend, actually. So Correct. You should mm-hmm. be more disappointed. Some of us will be there. That Rowdy Roddy Piper Piper canceled all of Spooky Empire. Yeah. He that that, that was power. how it was worded. Yeah, you should also be disappointed that BJ can't go. Yeah, I, that was initial. I'm over that. Yeah, okay. you should. But be. I, I'm not. I wept for days. You should be disappointed. I am going. Mm-hmm. Ah, you're going to. F- ah, <laughs> ah, this you was, know, I'm just going to be there. Be like, what the fuck is going on here? I don't. Get yeah, this. it's you're going to. It's going to be wasted well, on you. Uh, now that we're not, <laughs> I'm going to try to enjoy myself. A signed copy of Hell Comes to Frogtown. I think we're yeah. taking a, our copy of Roadhouse Two and getting Jake Busey. You're to sign goddamn it. right, you are. If you don't, I will punch you we in need every to get testicle of you own. Proof and get Jake Busey to sign them. Yeah, I right. want him to sign his dad's movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I also yeah. want to hug yeah. him and tell him to give that to his dad. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, <laughs> so <laughs> please, please on. take video of that. Yeah, I, I want. Yeah. I have to see that. There will be footage. Also, ask him about. Everyone from Starship Troopers. Yes. 
tell well, us we can, we about can, everyone from Starship Troopers. We can ask Casper Van Dien directly. Is he going to yeah, be there? No, no, but he I mean, follows Twitter. us on Twitter. Well, yeah, there's <laughs> that. All right, anyway. so anyway, moving on. Moving yeah. on. Tunnel Man asks, who's your most hated person in Hollywood? Director slash actor slash whatever. Okay, I, I think we should have a little game where we one, two, three, and all say it at the same time, just to see how many match up. Okay. Or if any, you know, for that matter. You're not going to match mine, but sure. No, okay. these are going to match, but it'll be fun anyway. All right. All right. One, two, three. Roy Josh Duffy. Duffy. No. <laughs> it was George Lucas, I thought he was a given. I heard no one's answer. <laughs> so wait, I heard George Lucas from you, Harlow. Uh-huh. Okay. You hate George Lucas. I do. Fair enough. I said Troy Duffy. I don't. Yeah, I like you already, Chuck. Yeah. Well, Wait, thanks, man. I see how we get along. <laughs> Wait, what? Who? The director of the Boondock Saints. Yeah. Oh. Fuck okay. that guy. Fuck that movie. Okay. I like. How about you, BJ? I, I said what? your mother. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Fuck that chick. Fuck the movie. <laughs> no, go ahead, Chuck. You no, were about I was, to say something. I was gonna say. Um, there was a there was a documentary about him during mm-hmm. the time that he was making the Boondock Saints and. He is one of the most repulsive people I have ever seen interact with other people on this planet. Okay. And I I, I can't stand him. What I mean, about I, the guy that made um I Heart Huckabees? I heard that that guy's a fucking raging asshole too. Yeah, but he has made multiple. Isn't that good David movies. O. Russell? Yeah. 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 Have you ever did you ever see that he's made thing for movies. that movie? Yeah. No. I, and saying. and those people have sort of forgiven him for whatever okay. I mean. I've heard of like several cases of him like just fucking no, I, spazzing out. I like think that. That, I think it happens yeah. more times than not. Okay. But I really think that Troy Duffy's behavior okay. it was so egomaniacal and insane that he deserved everything he got, which was nothing. Okay. <laughs> I had a backup answer, but all right, fair enough. But I want to hear everyone else's first. What was your answer, BJ? I actually did say your mother. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, BJ. I'm having a hard time thinking of somebody like I want to. I kind of want to go with Lucas because he f- fucking fucked everything up. Yeah, um, my, my first thought like, was um, M Night Shyamalan, but then I was like, really going back? He doesn't have anything to really hate him for. Yeah, there's I, nothing like if you go back and look at Sixth Sense, it's like that's decent. It's not great. The world has already done its job. Of yeah, right. I'm just saying. And I think the world has done its job hating everybody else for me. Yeah. Ex- except, I mean, I still. Lucas is probably the closest thing I have to hating somebody because he doesn't get it. Honestly, I don't, honestly, I don't have the time to hate anyone. I else. hate Rick McCallum more. He's for the being, producer of the special He's like editions. the right hand. Yes, man. For everything. Yeah. But I think, look, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm waiting for the day when Francis Ford Coppola picks George Lucas off and throws him down a shaft and <laughs> somehow that's like, says, a, no! and that's like a redeeming moment it. because like, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand how you can start the way he started with, with three fantastic movies and then producing slash writing, you know, probably six other ones. And then mm-hmm. just all of a sudden be like, I love money. I'm going to do things that make toys. You know, yeah. it's like it's literally like he just well, yeah, woke up he, one day. He and was became like, a businessman rather yeah. than a filmmaker. Yeah. yeah. But the problem is he's got yes men all around him, so he's sure. never like he, that's all he ever hears is how everything he does is genius. And mm-hmm. oh, adding those nose in—that's a fantastic idea. You should go with that. You know, I mean, I, I just I think about us listening like when I listen to the original episode of the Banffcast, the very first one, and I'm like, man. If we could re-record that, I'd do everything differently. Oh, but you know what? Sure. It probably wouldn't even need be nearly as funny as it was, or 
work as well as it does. I was well, just we gonna, did get to re-record it a few times. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> I was going to clarify, too. When I say you made three good movies, I'm not talking about the original trilogy. I know. I'm you're talking, talking about, about yeah, THX, and... American Graffiti, and Star Wars. Yeah. I mean. yeah. Uh, mine is a name you probably won't recognize, but it's Raja Gosnell. I know the name. Tell me why I know it. I'm going to go through his IMDb chronologically. Okay. Director of Home Alone 3, Never Been Kissed, Big Mama's House, Ooh. Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo 2, Yours, Mine, and Ours, <laughs> Beverly Hills Chihuahua, and The Smurfs. Yep. Okay. Fuck that guy. I'm going to say one thing. Lowest common denominator asshole. I'm going to say one thing that the Scooby-Doo movies are good, if not pretty good. No. Good I'm going to tell you that you're wrong. Have you ever seen them? I've seen bits and pieces, and I've seen enough. Okay. <laughs> I've seen enough. I've seen enough. Sometimes That's you don't have to watch the whole thing to judge it. I mean, you know, you're giving Lucas credit good. for three amazing movies. So what do you mean? Yeah. Well, and you're still saying he's your most hated guy, and this guy could have two moderately good Scooby Doo movies. But yeah, the rest I'm just of saying, I, terrible. I, you know, I don't know. Did he write them too? Like, I mean, is there? Because sometimes you know, like guy can point a camera. I mean, did you say he was a writer or a director or both? Director. Director. Well, you know, and he worked as an editor on a whole bunch of shit. Well, I would say that if he didn't write the Scooby Doo movies, whoever wrote them wrote a pretty good script, and maybe he uh, fucked it up. Wasn't it? it oh, fuck, what's his name? Guy who made Slither. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you're right, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, James Gunn. Yeah, yeah James Gunn. I, I, I kept wanting to say yeah. Zach. No, ben, I'm and sorry, I knew that like, was wrong. Yeah, I, that's that makes sense because I mean, yeah, James there, Gunn. Wrote there's both a certain of them. there's an intelligence to him that's it, it, it's. It's low enough that it's it's still good enough for kids, but there's there's some in, uh, intelligent humor in there too for mm-hmm. adults and other things. Anyway, sometimes so. I think you're retarded. But you know what? Okay. Sometimes I know you're retarded. Why is that? <laughs> Just I've I've seen one of those Scooby Doo movies, one of the either the first one or the second one, and it's kind of schlock. It's crap. Okay. You also don't he like Day After Tomorrow, which is just a fun disaster movie. <laughs> it's just crap. Well, sometimes you just latch on to little things and let Uh-oh. it bother you. Well, regardless of you Scooby-Doo's quality. You bother me. Oh, dear. He you made, just said you don't have time to hate Smurfs. things, but then like right. you can I know. vehemently hate something <laughs> he... without really fully giving it its due. Okay, this guy made Smurfs. Smurfs. I understand that. Okay. Some things can't be undone. That, okay. I mean, you remove the Scooby-Doo movies from that. That is still a filmography of shit. I, I'm not. That is like every movie trailer <laughs> where it's like, find young cannibals, good thing will play. And you're like, oh, God, not this movie. I mean, none of those movies has in any way ever made me say. Who knew this would strike up? Someone? Well, no, I mean, none of those movies have ever uh, uh, taking the Scooby-Doo movies out of it. Well, I would even throw in like, it's not my movie at all, but there's. I've seen enough of it to know like, yeah, that's that's a passable movie for people. It's like never been kissed is not like. A hateable movie it's just not my movie at all i'll have to admit that never been kissed is not that bad yeah i mean that was on your list right yeah yeah, yeah. i mean that's I, not I was just my reading movie, his but, yeah filmography straight up fair enough i just know. to me that's like that's like picking i don't know see i would i would say like you know brett ratner is more egregious than that as far as like making the lowest common denominator shit and they're much more mm. high profile and 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 he's had his hand in things that should be good is what i'm you know why yeah. i would pick him over some guy who makes whatever movie of the week that comes and makes a little bit of money and disappears. Yeah. So we should move on to our email. Sure. So this email comes from Adam and he asked, hi, Adam. Hey, Adam. Does the Bathcast game yep. recall any especially notable experiences at movie theaters while away from home, either because the environment went from unfamiliar to crazy or frightening without warning 
or because seeing a particular movie while traveling gave it more weight than the same movie might have at home. And that was all one sentence. And I think it actually worked. So Super. Yeah. Um, I think I can make mine short. Okay. When Transformers the first came out, not mm-hmm. the not the original original movie, but the Michael Bay explosion version. Oh, I hate Michael Bay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Okay. Good Name for me examples, Good Chuck. for you. I would like 37 examples yeah. written, delivered to my office tomorrow. I'm sorry. That better too be. <laughs> negate your answer. Um, I was on vacation in Virginia Beach, and I, my brother decided that he wanted to see it, so I went with him. Then a few days later, I went to visit a friend in D.C., and her and her fiancé and their two friends and like two or three other people decided that after dinner, they were going to go see Transformers as well. And so I had already seen it and had no desire to see it, but I was stuck in D.C. <laughs> not know, like I didn't even know where I was staying that night. Like I knew that I was staying at, at their house, but I didn't know where that was. So I was stuck in downtown D.C. <laughs> at night. At like it, the movie started at like eleven, the showing that we went to it was mm-hmm. eleven o'clock, and I was like, I've so like three or four, you got home. <laughs> well, I, really yeah. long. I was like, I I I guess I have to spend the. $14 to see it again because otherwise I'd like I, I, I had no other choice it's cool man there's lots of homeless people in DC <laughs> yeah there was nothing else I could do besides go see the movie or I'd be lost was and this it, before or after they renovated like Chinatown um it was actually it would have been after I think it was because yeah, it was yeah. original Transformers would have been after so I was gonna say you could wander yeah. around there before and you would not be on the Banff cast right now most <laughs> yeah. likely it was almost like it, it was kind of close to a place I didn't want to be, um, but it was just weird. I mean, I it wasn't a movie that was terrible to see twice, but it was still one of those uncomfortable situations because I had to, you know, I stand in line for an hour waiting to get in because it was still really close to to when it opened, and I had no choice. I was stuck seeing it again in a strange city, so hmm. it's kind of okay. a shit story, I guess. I thought that I, w- I was waiting for a twist. I was waiting, waiting for the Disney Pixar, like, and then, and then, <laughs> then an old man with balloons came out, and we yes. saved the robots. Yes, he saved the robots yeah. from uh, President Bush. <laughs> That's what had happened. Awesome, sweet. It was just an uncomfortable, sort of like that story. It was just too long and uncomfortable. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's what she Way said. Way to go, Meta. Hey. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Mine, uh, I was in London to visit my sister a few years back, and I said, I'm going to see a movie here that I will probably never get to see in the U.S. And that was Boondock Saints 2. Caligula. (laughs) I think it was, um, I want to say it was early April, so it was kind of like, kind of a shit time for movies at that point. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up seeing a movie called Bullet Boy, only because Massive Massive Attack did the soundtrack. Bullet Boy. Yeah, which was kind of like, it was (laughs) an anti-violence movie about kids in london which it was actually not a not a bad movie at all but with the soundtrack by massive attack irony. yeah okay yeah hmm. the only thing i really remember about it is that it cost me over 20 dollars after conversion rates and everything for a single movie ticket for a movie that was like an hour and 20 minutes long wow and i remember going fuck me what the, <laughs> what the, bollocks i was really hoping for a better movie for you know 20 yeah. something dollars to see a movie but yeah so I saw it in Leicester Square, and oh, cool. it was kind of cool. Or at least the movie theater that's right near Leicester Square. Oh. For those who know London, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it didn't it didn't make it much different. I mean, it was you know, but I wanted to have that experience there just so I could say I had seen a movie in a foreign country and 
Luckily, it was one that spoke English, so I didn't have to worry about subtitles. And shit. Yay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Only other uh, example I could give is the first time I saw Out of Sight was in rural Minnesota Ooh. with one of my friends from college and literally one other person in the theater. <laughs> wow. And I just thought that was kind of awesome because we walked out and like I think we were the only people that had been at the 10 film complex <laughs> for whatever reason that weekend like or whatever. I don't even think it was a week. I think it was like a Tuesday night because I was on vacation and she was on vacation. And yeah, we walked out of the theater. There were us two and then that one dude who wouldn't even make eye contact with us. So we're not sure what he was doing in the front of the theater, but hmm. that's about the emptiest I've ever seen a theater until we saw drive a few weeks ago where it was our group of three. But no, I mean, it's, it's not like it was any different experience. I think, I mean, I'm trying to think of movies yeah. that can tie in with where I was when I saw them, but uh, yeah, none that, none that involve going other places. I've had really fun theme nights, you know, like go do something and then go see a movie that somehow magically ties into it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I think my, my quick answers are, like, if I go somewhere that I, again, like, if I go somewhere that I know isn't going to have movies that we'll ever get, like, I was in New York and saw Lost in La Mancha, just because mm-hmm. I like Terry Gilliam and wanted to know that story, so. It's uh, a heartbreaking story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is kind of. It's an interesting movie, though, so. Um, oh, and I can talk about the worst theater experience I ever had, ever. Well, I mean, as far as quality of theater not necessarily assholes there at it mm-hmm. but uh yeah i was in griffin georgia which is a little town just south of atlanta and wandered in on opening night mind you to see uh soderbergh's oceans 11 mm-hmm. and like i said this was opening night probably this sh- film couldn't have been shown more than two or three times up to that point and i don't know what the hell was it? I don't know if it was a dirty lens or or somebody that spliced the film, but the entire film looked like it had been pasted together with cow manure. It was just like this <laughs> shit brown Sweet. scratches everywhere. I was like, what the fuck did they do? And I... Someone had probably been murdered in the projection booth. I, <laughs> I honestly don't know. And the, and the weird thing Prom is, like, night three. Yeah. it was awful. And I, and I think, like, a couple of times I kept thinking the film was going to break, you know, things like that. And and the, the crazy thing is, I still love the movie. Like, the movie's so good, I almost kind of got mm-hmm. past it, but I still was like, fuck. So you had, place. like, a grindhouse experience. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> it was weird. So. Huh. Um, I, my answer is going to sound, like, really deep. Um,. I was it in the ocean. <laughs> you saw Hotel Rwanda in Rwanda, didn't you? Yeah, and that really made it. Um I I grew up in a in a on a military base and we only had like a military theater that would basically play Raiders of Lost Ark for 52 straight weeks. Um, so so that's I, there's nothing the wrong with that theater. and I did see it like 16 times, but my love of movies sprang out of going on summer vacation. We would take 3 weeks and visit family around the country and the general activity that we would do on that is go see movies. So I can remember like seeing tons of movies. I can tell you exactly what city I was in, what mall I was at, you know, just having like these multiplexes of like two, three screens and stuff. And like going opening night to see ghostbusters and having that line out the door and then going back the next night to see gremlins, which opened the same day and that line being out the door and just being so impressed by everything that kind of cool you know people go to movies and stuff like that that's that growing up that way is probably why i am such a movie junkie now because i would so look forward to to summer vacation to going to places that had movies and Mm -hmm. and just 
you know, it's like looking in the paper and trying to, you know, just looking at the ads and figuring out like what movie was where and, you know, how we could like, we could go see Temple of Doom. And then at the theater next to Temple of Doom, it's young Sherlock Holmes. We can go see that. And just that to me was just the greatest as a kid. So that like shaped my whole movie loving mentality. Mm-hmm. My joke answer was going to be every movie I see in the theaters away from home. I don't have a theater at home. Ah. But you don't go to movies anymore, do you? No. We were lucky to get you to Fast Five. Yeah, I was lucky to go to Fast Five because that movie was awesome. (laughs) But yeah, I don't go to movies anymore. I did realize one other thing in relation to my uh, uncomfortable DC story. I have seen all three Transformers movies in the theater in Virginia Beach, away from home. It's a family affair. (laughs) It's weird. It's a new Transformers movie. Get up here. (laughs) God damn it. You plan your vacations around Transformers, I do, don't you? I do. It's, it's, I can sneak away and not watch them in shame here. If they drop uh, Shia LaBeouf, do you still have to follow this uh, pattern? Like, if they make Transformers 4 and there's no Shia, do you still have to go there to see it? No, 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 no. <laughs> I really wasn't fishing for that answer, but thank yeah, you. you were. I wasn't really. What answer were you fishing yeah. for? He didn't give it. I was going to give it. Okay. No, I... I really wasn't. I wasn't thinking that way. I was just... <laughs> what was your end game on that answer? <laughs> no, I was just curious. Like I, I had, no, 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 no. I, I saw the same. Uh, I saw the um, all four uh, old Batman movies at the same theater. Even oh, even past okay. its prime, like until it, it turned into a shit theater, but it became like a tradition. Like it, the first two just kind of happened, and it was like, <laughs> well, shit, I'm going back to the same theater. Yeah, it it just so happens that they they tend to release them around Independence Day, and I take my sure. I take my one away from home vacation every year okay. to uh, Virginia Beach. Where there's sand and sun and none of you fuckers. Mm-hmm. That's a good place. She was. It's the best. It's the best time of year. It's a good place to like. Because it's our vacation. vacation there. Your vacation is our vacation too. Yeah. <laughs> I will start vacationing in somewhere else. Uh, I will probably vacation in jail because I will have murdered you. Mm, sweet. Well, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Moving you, on. Why don't you stick around, Chuck? No. Stick you don't around. Have a choice. <laughs> stick, around. <laughs> stick around. So, uh, what? What horror movie are we watching next week? Have we horror. decided? Uh, I'd love to tease, but I'm not entirely sure. We're going to okay. have to look and see. Depends what we, on availability. We, we yeah. have a list of four right now. It will be something horrific. Yeah. If you're listening now and you and you go like, holy shit, I have this great horror-filled horror movie, then by all means. We just we want movies with horrors in them. Yes. Mm-hmm. That are horrific. Horror. Horror. Movies with horrors. Horror movies horror. with horrors. Horror. 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 So, all right, yeah. all right, sounds so good. Let's, uh, so, contact contacts. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you never start with that. I always start with that. Website. www.bmfcast.com. Email. bmf at bmfcast.com. Twitter. Twitter.com slash bmfcast. Facebook. Facebook.com slash bmfcast. iTunes. Search iTunes for bmfcast or bad movie fiends podcast, where you can rate us, review us, and subscribe, so you can have our podcast delivered to your iPod on Fridays. Stitcher. Stitcher. Search for Bad Movie Fiends and our sister podcast that is also us, which makes it weird. No quarters. <laughs> Give us the thumbs up. Give us the thumbs up. We're identical cousins. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the final thing, most important thing ever. That's the Banffcast hotline, the Garfield phone. Give us a call, 910-5-JOCKS-BMF or 910-556-9263 and live your life like it was meant to be lived. Yes. Call and leave a message and then be ridiculed based on what you say, suggest, or your accent. And uh, we will play it. Courtesy of the Bamcat. <laughs> honestly, the shorter they are, the better you have a chance of getting them played. Yeah. Yeah. Because we that was some of the issues with some of them before, is they were 
super long. So yeah, keep it somewhat brief. You know, I mean, you can talk a little bit, but don't. Sure, yeah, we're not trying to limit. Don't pull you. a green no. cap and talk for ten minutes <laughs> on the shitter. That's what we're saying. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If you we are talking you to us cap, on the shitter, don't don't tell don't us. Tell us. No. We don't want to know. Because we'll come to your house and murder yeah. you. It's Green Cat shit a jibba-jabba. <laughs> Keeps exactly. going on. All Boop. right. Yeah. All right. So let's get out of here. All right. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm The Beach. And I'm Chuck. And this is Bamfcast Out. Whores. She's a killer. Queen. Got body gelatine. Dynamite with a laser beam. Guaranteed to blow your mind.